Hey guys, welcome to the You Make the Scene podcast. My name is Josh. This is episode number 44. This week on the episode, I've got a return guest. We have Michaela from the band Yours Truly. Um, Really wanted to get in touch with her again and talk about the upcoming album. So on September 25th, they released their debut album called Self Care. Um, The album is being released by UNFD. Uh, We'll have links to all that stuff in the description of the podcast, as always. Or if you jump over to our site, uh, it will be in the podcast post there as well. And yeah, it was a great time catching up with her. If you guys hadn't seen or heard the, uh, the original interview we did with her, that was back on episode number 10. And to tell you how crazy 2020 has been, and we touch on this briefly in the interview, when I last talked to her, the only thing we had to worry about was the Australian bushfires. We didn't even know COVID was a thing yet. So, um, you know, 2020 took a sharp turn on us. They were able to get things done for this album before all the restrictions and things like that. Um, And yeah, so again, I just wanted to touch base with her and, and talk about this album. I've had the chance to listen to it. It's a phenomenal album. You guys will not be disappointed with it at all. Um, we talked about the album, making some of the music videos, uh, the love that they get from Triple J, which is a radio station down there in Australia, and all sorts of other things, what self-care looks like for her and what you know her recommendations are for uh, people to, to just kind of get out of their own headspace sometimes. So without any further ado... Here's my conversation with Michaela of yours truly. So, um, yeah, been a little while since we talked. We talked back in January, um, mm-hmm. right out of, you know, after Glow had just come out and all that. So I thought it'd be great to talk again about self-care and, um, you know, all the exciting things that have happened so far. Sounds great. Thank you. Yeah, awesome. So to kick things off, um, we'll still do the standard introduction just because maybe people didn't hear you on the last episode with us, but um, give your name and, and, you know, kind of your background in the band. Okay. Um, I'm Michaela. I sing in yours truly. Um, Yeah, always have five years now, I think. Five, four years. Yeah. Um, So... As we were just discussing, you know, you guys, well, you specifically, we're back on episode number 10. Um, It's crazy to think that, you know, we talked, whatever that's been now, eight months ago now, roughly. And, you know, at that time, all you had to worry about were the Australian bushfires. And now we've got COVID and everything else that's happened on top of it. Let's talk a little Mm -hmm. bit about how crazy life has been. 2020 really took a turn, didn't it? Yeah. It's like as soon as midnight hit, it was just like low expectations from here on out, I guess. Right. Um, so, yeah, what was the, the process for you guys when it comes to um, you guys were a pretty strict lockdown when coronavirus kind of took over. 
how did that affect the writing process, recording, things like that to, to prep for the album? We were very lucky that we finished the album two weeks before our lockdown began. So um, I think just seeing how things were going and hearing about, you know, a, you know, a possibility of a lockdown in a couple of weeks, we were like, all right, let's get everything done. Like we've got two weeks to film a music video, to take promos, to, you know, to do all that stuff and to, you know, build, build up as much content as possible so that when we do eventually go into lockdown that, you know, we're not stuck and that we can right. move forward. And we, yeah, we, we were just very, very lucky um, that, that we got all that done. It was a race. It was a bit stressful, <laughs> but it, it got done. Um, and then I think after that, like, you know, when you run out of things and you're like, okay, and I mean, we've been, we've been in lockdown. I mean, where I am, I'm in Sydney. So it's, um, it's not so bad anymore. Like you can go out and do things Like things are, you know, getting back to normal, you know, with like social distancing. Um, but you know, like Melbourne's is still in like intense lockdown. Like you can like there's a curfew and everything. Wow. Um, but there was a, there's like couple of months where you just like couldn't leave your house in Sydney. And, um, I, we had to do things just, you know, online and like, you know, like, like through correspondence and like, you know, we, we did a, um, an animation video because we just knew that we couldn't get together to, to do an actual music video. But I think the challenges brought something really cool, like to life that we wouldn't have done if, you know, we could have just filmed like a normal music video. Yeah, for sure. Hmm. Yeah. I I've said with a couple artists now that I think for all the negative that happened with coronavirus, the positive that, that came out of it, I think, in the music industry side of it is bands are allowed now to be a little more creative in their content, and it kind of leveled the playing field. It doesn't matter, you know, what record label you're on or anything like that, because nobody can go do anything different. So it really leveled that playing field and gave everybody a, a better chance to get in front of their audience, I think. 100% and I guess everyone's in the same boat like whether you're like a huge band or whether you're just starting out no one can really do anything at the moment and I think that people you know are at home and they are looking you know to music for support and I feel like it's given um you know like I found I found a lot of like you know new artists and like new songs that like I probably wouldn't have heard like if I was just like busy and doing things so I think right. that there is you know there's always positives and the negatives Right. Um, but I, I can't wait for it to be over and I can't wait to just live life normally again. Yeah, for sure. Uh, let's talk a little bit about some of the singles that you guys have, have released already. So the album's called Self Care. Uh, it drops on September the 18th, so just over two weeks away now. Um, mm -hmm. Getting real close to that, that freedom date for you. Um, <laughs> you like you said, you, you did an animated video for Together. Um, talk about kind of the process with that and what went into kind of storyboarding it and, and having to start from a, a new direction for you guys, because you've always done more of the live performance videos. So um, the idea together really came from a joke, um, because when we were recording, we had a, like a PlayStation set up in like the lounge room, like of like the studio that we were in. And when someone like wasn't tracking you were playing Mortal Kombat like that was kind of like the thing that was going on and um so I think we had like this joke where the beginning of together and the end together like there's like Brad Brad's like speaking and we ended up changing it because it originally was going to be him playing Mortal Kombat 
and then we're like, nah, I think he's like too aggressive. Like we're going to have to change it. This is it's too much. Um, and then we just kind of like, I remember we were talking one day and we're like, imagine if we just did like a video of us as Mortal Kombat characters. And that's kind of like where that came from. And then when we couldn't actually film a video and to think about what we we're going to do, we didn't just want to do like, you know, as cool as it would have been to have had like done like a fan video or could have been called cool to do like a lyric video. Um, we just wanted to do something that maybe was like a little bit different and that we mm -hmm. hadn't done before and that it was maybe would be a little bit more fresh for people to see. And then, yeah. you know, and then, you know, the whole thing of like the game came together. We actually got to release an actual game. And then we put like, under, if you finish the game, you got sent undersize. So um, we just wanted to kind of do something that was going, like I said, it was going to be different. It was going to be interactive that people that are sitting at home could actually get involved and feel like they're mm -hmm. a part of it as well. And like, you know, I'm also trying to find things to do. So I hope it gave someone something to do. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. I thought it was really cool. The only band I could think of that's done something similar was We The Kings back in the day. Um, it was on, what was that album called? I can't think of the, the album's name, but they had a song called, I think it's Say Yes. Um, and it was a video game style. You got to like control the the guys in the band and do these little fights. I'll send it to you on on Instagram or something, but I know for a fact they had this little uh, video game one, and it was that was the closest thing I could think of because why you know like who thinks to go that route? Like you said, to make it more interactive, I think also makes fans feel like they're a part of it. You know, it, it really sucks them into that. Hundred percent. Yeah. Um, just released uh, about about an hour ago now, um, the brand new funeral home video. Um, talk a little bit about the excitement with that and the, the song. So the excitement of funeral home was more of an anxiety thing. Um, we like really, we had, you know, not, we always had this idea of what we wanted the music video of funeral home to be. Like we always wanted it to be set like at a wake or at a funeral and like kind of have it like that. But you know, with the way things are today, you can't have, you know, actors and you can't have you know so we really just tried to like have the like the biggest amount of people we possibly could have them in a room make it look like it was full and try to kind of like convey the story that we had in our heads and you know we really had to change it and kind of adapt to you know the way things are now and kind of like mm -hmm. tell the story of the song but in a way that was COVID safe um <laughs> but I'm really really happy with it um I like I watched it again this morning, like after like, you know, after a little while. And I was just like, yeah, like this is really cool. And I'm glad that we've got this song out. And um, it's like, you know, one like, you know, it's pretty much one of the last things you're gonna hear before the album comes out. So I hope that, you know, I hope people like it and that it gets them excited for the whole album. I like to think that every single song we've released so far is like different to the last one. So you kind of get like a taste of like what what is coming. Yeah. Yeah, I would agree. And I've had the the album link for about two weeks ish right before we were supposed to do the last interview. And, um, you know, I, I've listened to it. I kid you not probably 25 times. Um, really? I don't think there, yeah, I don't think there's a single song on there that anybody needs to skip or, you know what I mean? Like it's one of those front to back albums, no matter what order you play it in, it makes sense. It flows. It, I think it's really well done. Oh, thank you so much. I mean, so much. Yeah. Yeah. Um, really? let's, Talk a little bit about um, the concept behind 
self-care, um, the album specifically with self-care. Uh, there's a little bit of a story that goes into the, the process for you on that, right? Yeah, and I mean, it wasn't really like a, um, it wasn't really intentional as well. Like, it wasn't like this is what, I didn't sit down to like write lyrics of this album in the intention of telling a story. It was more just like what came out. And then I think that when we got like halfway through like writing the album, it kind of became clear to me that it was like my own form of therapy and that, you know, that these songs were doing so much for me and that recording the album, like especially going into studio and like, you know, talking to everyone about what the songs were about and even like kind of getting on like that closer level with the rest of my bandmates, even though we're all very close, we just got right. even closer. Um, and just, you know, I think the reason why we called it self-care is because it was such a healing process for us after such an intense, crazy year of um, not stopping. Like we didn't stop in 2019. It was just like, go, go, go. And yeah. I think that when you do, like when, when we stopped and we gave ourselves that time to write and record the album, being home and having time with yourself really brings up a lot of things. Mm-hmm. And so I think that, um, you know, listening back to the album now, like I feel like a completely different person to who I was when I wrote those songs and I feel like right. so much more empowered and so much more healed. And I think that's because I've always struggled with um, conveying myself like and like and accepting my own emotions I feel like when you write songs you can't it's like there's no lying there's no hiding it's like it's exactly how you feel and it's like the best way of letting everything out so that's why we call it self-care yeah and I I think that's a a pretty common thing you know like you said 2019 was insane for you guys doing uh download fast and just the sky was the limit COVID happened, the bushfires happened, everything had to slow down for you. But I think a lot of artists go through that where, you know, they tour nonstop for a year, year and a half. And then when they do get that alone time, it's like, I've got some shit I need to deal with that I've not been dealing with. Yeah. Yeah. Um, with the the album, what song would you say is your sleeper song, if you will? The the song that maybe originally you didn't realize was going to be quite as good as it actually ended up being? Hmm. Probably Ghost. Ghost was the song that um, when we were talking about like what song was going to make the album, it was one of the songs that the boys were really championing. And I was like, oh, maybe, maybe we can like leave that one off into another one. And right. now when I listen to the album the whole way through, I always get excited for that song. And it's like really grown on, on me, like even though I wrote it. Um, it's, yeah, it, it's definitely grown on me, that song. And I feel like where it sits in the album, like right after Undersize, like it just feels really good. So that's, that's mm-hmm. one of me. Yeah, I I would agree. I think Ghost was a standout track. Um, Vivid Dreams is another one that that really stands out. And then um, I'm going to forget the name of it. One second. Pull it back up here. Uh, Half of Me was one. Yeah, like Half of Me is probably the sappiest song on the album, in my opinion. But I think it I think it's got hooks that just draw people in. That half of me, it was the first song we wrote for the album as well. So we wrote that song around the afterglow time. And it was a yeah. song that like, it wasn't meant to be on anything or any album. It, um, yeah, it just, I remember Lockie like played like this part on guitar for me. And I was like, 
you want to record that? And I remember he like recorded it to me and he sent it to me. And that song has gone through like a lot of different like lyric changes and like, like there really is so much melody changes, but like it's gone through, like it's gone through a lot of changes in the past, like what we recorded after going like 2018. So mm-hmm. between like, 2018 and like now it's gone through like some changes. So that was the only song that like I got emotional about like when we finished recording it, just because like I, I was saying, and I was saying to him, I was like, if we could have told ourselves when we wrote this song like two years ago, that it was going to be on our debut album. Like that was going to be like the first song that we wrote after Afterglow. It was right. going to be on this album. Like it just made me kind of, it got me a little bit teary. Like I felt yeah. very proud. Yeah. Yeah. I think it, it shows maybe like the growth, you know what I mean? Like, okay, we're done with EP. Let's, let's write something potentially for the future. And then, like you said, it kind of sits there and just goes through these changes to end up still being a song that you can be like, Yes, this is what we want. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you've gotten quite a bit of love from Triple J. Talk about your relationship with them and just, you know, the support that they've given you guys over the last two years, three years now. We've been so lucky. Um, I mean, I think the first time we ever got played on Triple J was on Short, Fast, Loud with Josh. I remember him asking us if he could play Strangers, which was when we, like, had first released that song, like, years ago. And then um, I remember hearing it like on the radio for the first time just being like, so we were just like so excited about it. And, um, and then I think like ever since then, like it still feels the same to hear your song on Triple J or to get a notification and be like now playing yours truly, whatever right. song it was. And then to get to do um, like a version also is like, we you know it's, it's always been like a bucket list thing of ours. And it's like, you know, especially here, it's like, it's iconic. Like if mm-hmm. you've done like a version, like, you know, you've done something right kind of thing. Right. So, and it was definitely not something that we thought we were going to get to do so early in our career. Like maybe like on the second out, al- at least maybe when the first album had come out. Right. Um, but you know, composure, they've been playing composure all year. We get so much support from like from Bridget who does good nights. And yeah, we just like, can't, I, I really think that their support has helped us so much in the past year and has really, um, I, yeah, like, be, like let us be able to showcase ourselves to Australia, which, you know, when you yeah. play pop punk, you don't really get to showcase yourself off to like the mainstream media very much right. at all. And they've, they give bands that opportunity where no one really, no other radio station does. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's pretty much the same here in the States. You know, there's a couple of the major cities like LA, Chicago, um, New York, places like that that have like k-rock and some of these major stations that'll have little like sister stations or certain times that they'll play pop punk and stuff but for the most part if you're in the pop punk scene you're not going to get much radio play from a mainstream aspect you know you're going to get lucky if you maybe got that local station that that plays you um or now with Sirius XM, you know, that's, that's really where a lot of people I think are um, having to direct their, their motives. Yeah. And I feel like if you like this kind of music, you're inclined to listen to those channels as well onto those stations. Mm-hmm. And I feel like, um, I guess that the more that, you know, as fans of music and of pop punk and of heavier music, if we're listening to those, you know, we're giving those platforms, you know, listeners and attention, then, um, you know, instead of like, and I think Spotify and all that is great, but I think that you should really support, you know, your your radio stations who are playing, you know, music for bands that don't get that kind of attention. 
And then yeah. I guess the more that we listen to it, the more those things stick around, the more popular they get, the more help bands get. Um, so yeah, it's yeah. good. Yeah, I, w- I would agree. I think, you know, Spotify is, it, streaming in general is kind of a double-edged sword. It's great for once a person finds a band that they like because they have access to everything. But yeah. to try to discover new music, short of a couple curated playlists, and even then, you're kind of lucky if you get on those playlists. Mm-hmm. There's not a real easy way for people to discover new music. And that's the thing is that, you know, I think that the, the more places you can discover music, the, like, the better. And I feel like that's something that everyone's learning through, you know, Corona and stuff like that is that, um, you know, like I'm seeing so many more playlists and seeing so many more people listening to community radio. Um, I just think that it's really important that, you know, right now musicians are making nothing and they have no opportunities. And, you know, I've seen like, you know, here, like I said, I've seen a lot of people going back to work and I'm seeing a lot of people go back to the office jobs and stuff like that. But our industry is the last industry to go back and that's really scary. And there are people that, you know, have children and have like, families and like, you know, you know, have like, you know, bills to pay and, right. um, you know, stay home and wear a mask and, you know, and all that stuff because it's just really scary and we're really banking on people, um, I don't know, like still supporting the industry in any way they possibly can. And that includes people that work in radio and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah, I I would agree. And, you know, here in the States, I'm sure there's stuff, you know, for international as well. But here in the States, there's a couple, um, I guess, nonprofit organizations that have started up now um, that are directed around, you know, the road crews and the independent Mm -hmm. music venues and stuff like that, because they're all sitting empty, you know, like there's one that's about 45 minutes from my house. I know the guy. And he's not been able to put a show on since coronavirus started. And I know it's just eating him up and he's mm-hmm. losing money and he's, you know, doing everything he can to keep it open. But at what cost, you know, and I think that's like what you're saying. If if we can all get on the same page and wear the damn mask and stay home for a little while, um, you know, and, and get done with coronavirus or at least get it to a level where we're allowed to start doing things again. Um, I, I think the return of music, I think you're right. I think it'll be the very last thing that comes back. But I think, or I hope, I guess, that fans are going to be so hungry for live music at that point that they're just going to come out as strong as they can. I agree. I think that's definitely what's going to happen. It's going to be absolutely insane. Yeah. But for bands like you and the pop punk scene specifically, um, you know, the the level of energy that that you're going to see coming to shows, I think is going to be just as, as great as it probably feels right now to be releasing an album, getting to play that first show with live fans again is going to surpass that by tenfold. We're doing a, um, an acoustic like um, Mm -hmm. release show and it's not going to be the same. And we didn't, we did it. We're doing it acoustically because we want to show people these new songs Right. for the first time properly like we don't want to you know we don't want we want people to be able to enjoy it and to you know probably be present and to be able to move and so right. that's why we, that's why we went for that the acoustic side of it but i am excited for the you know for the future and you know playing these songs properly yeah um correct me if i'm wrong you have two of those right in october and they both sold out is that right 
Yeah. Um, so yeah, we're doing two sessions in September, October. Yeah, October. We're doing two sessions in like the one day. So we're doing like an afternoon and night one. And um, yeah, like they sold out really quickly. And we put them, you know, towards our like mailing list and the first session selling really quickly. And then like two days later, we put them out like on like online and they're like right. the first session sold out that day, which is really, really cool. And uh, we didn't really expect to sell them that quickly, um, which is, I think people are like, you know, aching to, you know, go out and to yeah. watch, you know, watch music. And we wanted to do something for the album release because, you know, it's a debut album and, you know, I think we've always had that dream of like doing like the record store signing and stuff like that. And we just right. know that's like not a reality, um, which is yeah. sad because, you know, you only get to release your like your first album once, but it could be worse. Like, you know, I know there are people that are graduating and don't get to go to a graduation. So it yeah. could be worse. I'm sure I'll get to release another album. Um, but yeah, we're just going to do as much as we can to like make up for it and to, you know, have people, you know, it's kind of scary because you release an album, you spend all this time on it. And you're scared that, you know, you're going to put it out and it's just going to like sit there and like no one's going to care. And then you're just going to be like, I just wasted all that time. But, you know, we're happy with it. So that's all that matters. <laughs> right. right. I don't think you're going to have that problem. In all honesty, you know, like, uh, like I said, I've listened to the album probably 20, 25 times. And I, I really think that anybody that's heard you guys before is going to latch onto it immediately. And then with triple j playing it um you've landed on our spotify playlist that we update from time to time or we update it weekly but you've landed on it twice um and funeral homes probably going on it this friday so um mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. so you know with that kind of outreach i i really think like you were saying earlier there's enough difference in your songs that you're not stuck in that box of we only cater to these people um, I think you've got enough diversity with this album specifically that is going to just, you're going to hit a number of different people. And I think it's going to be huge. That, that's what we wanted. We didn't want to release the same song 10 times. And we wanted to give people like all these different sides of us that we've never really been able to do before. And I've, I've always been a fan of albums that are very diverse. So that was like the main thing for us. Yeah. Um, so let's talk a little bit about, you know, the album's called Self-Care. Um, you kind of gave the reason on that, but September is Suicide Prevention Awareness or Suicide Prevention Month. Um, and September the 10th is World Suicide Prevention Day. So talk a little bit about what self-care looks like, especially now that coronavirus has hit and you're, you know, going through lockdowns and things. What's kind of the self-care thing that helps keep you grounded and, and out of your head? Well, I think it's, you know, um, like I was saying before, like saying that writing this album was a huge, like, you know, therapy, like it was a lot of, like, you know, taught me my own self-care. But the idea that I had of self-care when we wrote this album has, you know, evolved since, you know, lockdown and this whole coronavirus and really being put in the position that you've never been put in before to be stuck somewhere um, really teaches you, like, it gives you time to sit with yourself and, you know, go through your own thoughts and stuff. And the thing that I've learned, you know, through all of this is that taking time for yourself is so important and that doing things by yourself is very healthy. You don't have to do things people all the time, but sometimes right. it's nice to just do nothing with other people as well. You don't always have to be going and, you know, 
I think that we're so used to like as humans and being, you know, like working and doing and constantly having our minds active. And I think that this has taught us to turn our minds off. And I think that's something that lots of people are struggling with. And I totally get that because we've never done it. Right. Um, so I think really just like finding things that, you know, make you happy and that do calm you down and being able to do them on your own and just finding like your own, your own like safe space is like something that, you know, something that I've, you know, I like to take time to do, you know, every couple of days is, you know, just be by myself and just sit in here and just do things. And I've, you know, I've tried to start drawing and painting and stuff like that. And I know lots of people that just sounds like what everyone's doing, but I think that it's, you know, keeping your mind, keeping your mind active, but then also keeping it not active is something that I think is self-care at the moment. Yeah. yeah and I, I would agree with that, especially like on the creative side, even if someone's not a great artist or, you know, a great writer or whatever, I think anything you can do to kind of get those thoughts out of your head, whether it's redirecting them onto paper or just distracting yourself by drawing or painting or whatever, anything you can do to separate those thoughts from what your your focus is, I think is the huge uh, factor, especially now where you can't just go out and see a movie necessarily. Um, yeah. You have to stay in. So uh, yeah, I think, I think that's pretty spot on with, you know, a direction to take with, with self-care. I think also like with the way things are like to like identify and to like realize that this isn't, these aren't normal times and that right. it's okay to not feel great. That it's very, very normal and that, you know, that feeling anxious and feeling, you know, down in these times, it's not, it's not something to be ashamed of at all. I feel like right. once you once you um associate that with being weak is like when it gets worse. But I think yeah. that's how we're all feeling. And I feel like it is important for people to talk about how they're feeling and just to make it, you know, to, to make it a normal thing to, you know, speak about our emotions and, you know, if you're okay. And I just, you know, not making it something that's like unspoken. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I um I'm a big fan of to write love on our arms and heart support and several of these mental health outreach organizations. And, you know, I think one of the big ones, uh, hope for the day recently for part of their September campaign has been talking about, um, breaking the stigma. And, you know, the stigma is that it's not okay. It's not something that everybody goes through or whatever. And we have to break that stigma and, and be a voice that says, you know what, it is okay. Everybody does this from time to time. Like, you're not alone. As yeah. bad as it may feel or seem, somebody's been through something similar to what you've been through. And there are people out there that want to help, that want to listen, and that want to be a part of your community. A hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I don't have too much more for you, but I did want to touch on um, the last thing being obviously the end of 2020. You've got the couple acoustic shows. Um, is there plans to do any sort of like live streams or anything like that um, through Instagram or wherever? We're trying to work it out at the moment um, just because, you know, this is the first time people are going to be hearing these songs live. So we want to make sure that we do it properly. Right. Um, so we're working on that. We would really like to do a live stream and like to play like, you know, 
the album and, you know, show everyone the new songs, but just to, you know, do the songs justice, I feel like we'll take a bit of work and, you know, with sound and visuals and stuff like that. So we're working on it. We would like to. Yeah, great. Um, so we'll, we'll kind of wrap this up with two more questions. Both of them are going to be kind of just the oddball questions to be more fun, yeah. a little more lighthearted. Um, okay. So <laughs> with, um, you know, talking about video games earlier and whatnot, if you were able to be a character, a real character in a video game, what video game would you want to be a part of? The Sims. Solid. Just because um, I've made myself on The Sims before, and I'm like, imagine if I was my, like a character that like everyone, like I lived in a house and it was the character that was, you know, and then I would love to sing a song in Simlish. Like that's like my dream is to have one of our songs on like a Sim soundtrack. Yeah. So if they were to come out with like a, you know, a new like music expansion pack, you know, like a band expansion pack and then I got to have, yeah. we get to have our song in it. We could be characters on it. It'd be sick. <laughs> that'd, be, that'd be really solid. Um... I think it's on Sims 3, um, Lights, who's a Canadian artist, actually got to sing one of her songs in Simlish. And she said it was yeah. like, it's the most like odd thing because it's, it, she's played the game just like you. So it's like, I know it, but I don't know what it is. Yeah. <laughs> that was how I found a lot of bands as well. Like, I think, I, I think it's how I found All Time Low. Solid. Was when oh. they did um, Time Bomb for, like I think I I obviously heard them before, but that was kind of like when I really got into them. Was because I heard they did um it was for Sims Three Generations. They did Time Bomb as the like the like the advertisement is like the yeah. song, and I remember seeing like this is a really cool song, and then just realizing that it was that band, and then from that point onwards it was like all time more yes. Yeah, um, so then the last question will be, in the perfect world. Coronavirus goes away for 2021 and you can start touring. If you got to set up your, your tour and pick the three uh, acts that get to go out with you, who would you want to immediately take out on tour with you? Um, I think after touring the States, um, we met Hot Mulligan and we've always wanted to bring them to Australia. So yeah. I think they would be on that list. Um, who else? We, there's a band here in Australia called Stuck Out, which is a really cool band that we always like playing shows with them. And so we like to go on tour with them. And another, another band. Hmm. Can it count as bands that we'd like to support? Yeah, sure. I would love to go and tour with Lainey. Awesome. That's yeah, a great choice. Just so much Lainey while we were on tour, like or while writing the album, like that was like a huge like influence for us, which is like you can't really hear it on the album, but yeah, <laughs> that was kind of what we were listening to. So that'd be cool. Yeah, awesome. Uh my shitty story about Hot Mulligan is last year their van got broke into in Indianapolis at that venue I was telling you about that is kind of struggling to survive right now. Um, they played a show, you know, had it parked, whatever, went to the hotel and lost, like, he had this um, pink uh, bass guitar and everything when he lost that. 
happened. I remember. I remember seeing it. That was on the was it on the Grayscale tour that that happened? Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And that oh happened in Indianapolis, which is like uh, 25 minutes away from me. So super, super shitty story, but. <laughs> Oh, you know? I felt so bad for them when that happened. I said, can't. I remember when we were like, because that was the first time we'd ever toured over there and we were with them. And I remember yeah. like in all the cities, they'd be like, watch out. Like, you know, like don't leave anything out. Like it was really good to tour with the band that like, you know, that, you know, we like we did a lot of drives with them and stuff and they were so helpful because they knew like it was the first time we'd ever been over there. We we're like very lucky to, you know, to have them. Yeah. Yeah, and I think you're right. I mean, the level of experience that they have. They've done the, the DIY van tours for a couple years now, probably pushing four or five at least. So knowing, like, you know, don't don't leave anything in a driver's seat or, you know, in that visible space because it just takes one time and everything's gone. Oh, so rough. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Super shitty. So, um to end out here, we'll give you the uh, the free time. I'm gonna obviously link all your socials. We'll put up like the pre-save link, all that sort of stuff. Um, and this will go up next week, which will be the ninth. Is that right? Yeah. Um, yeah, the ninth. So about a week ish before the uh, the album comes out. So tell fans whatever you want to tell them. Um, like I said, we'll we'll blast everything and keep you guys posted okay thank you um i just really hope that if you listen to self-care that you really enjoy it and that um it helps you because it helped us so much and that um everything is going to be okay and life life is really cool that we get to live it so um all the best and stay safe yeah awesome i appreciate your time hopefully things get better you know soon um like you said in in your area, it's it's starting to get there. It's hit or miss in the states, but um, you know, hopefully everything starts swinging in the right direction. Because, like you said before, 2020 came out just swinging for the fences on us, and then we could all use a break. Mm-hmm. Oh, I know. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. And that was my conversation with Michaela. Always a joy to talk to her. She's super fun to talk to. Um, this is our second interview with her. Sky's the limit for this band, so I'm sure we're going to have them on many, many more times. You know, hopefully COVID goes away and they can come back to the States and do a tour and, you know, we can link up and do concert photography for them and, you know, at one of these interviews in person. Um, but no, really guys, I, I hope you guys enjoyed that. Highly recommend going and pre-ordering the album. Um, I really can't say enough good things about it. It's a truly great album from front to back. Um, and there's all kinds of different merch packages, pre-sales. I think they've still got some signed copies that you can get your hands on. Uh, So yeah, make sure you check the description of the the video or head over to any of their social medias, uh, Facebook, Instagram, whatever. They've got links and posts up about all of that as well. Um, 
and yeah, you know, it's 2020 has been a ridiculous year and I think the title of this album being self-care could not be more fitting, um, whether it was originally intended to be as a powerful of a statement as it is now or not. I think it's got a lot of uh, material that people can relate to and hopefully it'll it'll let people escape from their normal day-to-day lives a little bit. Um, as we mentioned in the conversation with Michaela, September is Suicide Prevention Month. Um, we've got Suicide Prevention Day coming up on the 10th. Um, it'd be really awesome if you guys can just share the different resources that are out there. Um, you know, we talk a lot about heart support and to write love on our arms and hope for the day, um, crisis text line and so many others. We've got a post on our site now as well that is mental health outreach uh, resources. Um, and we have a self-care conversation series that we've been doing this month as well. Um, we've got two episodes up now and at least, hopefully, uh, we've got minimum one more. Uh, we're going to try to get at least another on top of that. And yeah, would just love for you guys to check that out, share those, make sure you like and share the podcast as well. Um, all that sort of stuff just helps us grow in the rankings and potentially get more and more artists to jump on the show with us so we can bring you, you know, the, the best interviews and the music that you want to hear. So, uh, that's everything for this week, guys. Again, I super appreciate all the, the support that you've given and everything. Um, make sure you're liking and sharing and following and all that fun stuff, not just our posts and podcast but the bands that we uh, have on the show as well, because that is just a huge support to them. For today, I am going to take you out with a clip from Funeral Home off of yours truly's new album, Self Care. The album drops September the 18th so make sure you go pre-order it pre-save it all that stuff and remember guys take care of yourselves take care of each other and you make the scene <laughs>